It's time to get away. And to help get you there, it's Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Here's the host of Travel Bags, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. Although today I'm solo, I'm flying solo, so I don't have a friend here with me in the studio, but I have all of you guys out there listening that are definitely my friends. So glad to have you guys joining me today. Now, Olivia, who's usually here with me, she's off working on another project that It's a little bit down the road, but when it's ready to share, I will definitely, definitely bring it to you. And Doc Bill, who's here with us sometimes, is down on Sapelo Island working on that farm of his down there, working on sugarcane, bringing back that heritage purple ribbon sugarcane that he and uh, some of the folks over at Clemson University are working on together. But now today's show is brought to you, speaking of Sapelo, by the Sapelo Island Birdhouses, down on that beautiful island of Sapelo, down on the Georgia coast, where you can go and have a great late spring, early summer, late summer, whatever time you want to go, fall, any time of the year, Sapelo is a beautiful time <laughs> to go and enjoy some time there. The beach is always calling my name, so I'm sure it's probably calling yours too. So check out their website at sapeloislandbirdhouses.com. You may have just found your vacation spot for this summer family vacation. Now, I have a bit of a Just Got Back series that I want to share with you all today from a recent trip to New Mexico. Now, they call it the Land of Enchantment, and it's for a very, very good reason, reason because New Mexico is very enchanting. (laughs) It's a beautiful state with a lot of natural beauty all around. The rock formations, I just really love seeing them and taking pictures because they change colors as the sun moves across the sky and the mountains and the valleys. You can see homes and pueblos dotting that landscape. It's just really, really beautiful there. I can definitely see why they call it the land of enchantment. As a matter of fact, I was so enchanted that I'm ready to go back and really drive that whole state and check out all the different pueblos and cities along the state. They'll just start at the top of the state and go down south. But now while I was there, I visited one of the pueblos called Acoma, the Acoma Pueblo, which is west of Albuquerque. Now this community is over 1,100 years old, which is amazing to me just to see buildings in an area that is still intact after all those years. And the other amazing thing about it is that you find people that are continuing to live in their community there, which does not have electricity, it does not have running water, and they're living there by choice and by love of their traditions and their culture. I mean, they want to be there living in their community and living the same way that their ancestors live throughout the years. And they go to work. Um, just like you and I do, and they come back, and that's that's home for them. And then you have some who come for the weekend, but a really, really fascinating area of New Mexico to go and visit. And, of course, there are lots of Pueblos along the way. I think there are about 19 in the state of New Mexico. But now art is also a major part of the traditions and the lifestyle that you'll find in New Mexico and the Pueblos. As a matter of fact, when someone mentions the state New Mexico, usually what you think about 
it's art. You think about the turquoise jewelry and the silver. You think about some of those beautiful pottery things that you can buy as well. Of course, I'm, t- I'm speaking about the reproductions. I'm not speaking about anything that uh, has a lot of years to it and a lot of expense to it. But, you know, you find a lot of beautiful art there. The clay pots, as I mentioned, woven rugs, silver jewelry, items that started out in and when you think about tradition, started out as really something that is part of the day-to-day lifestyle. The pots were used for stirring food, for carrying water. Now when we look at them, we see art and we want to buy them and we want to put them on the shelves, which is a great thing. I want to do the same thing too. But when we think about it, I mean, really, they were part of everyday life that really sustained life there in the Pueblos in New Mexico. But now we consider them art. So I wouldn't want to talk about that because I had a chance to stop by one of the major markets for the Native American art, crafts, and artifacts in Albuquerque, a place called Skip Mesos. And it has a very, very long history of working with and connections with the Native American artists. At one time, they would actually come to that particular store, that particular market, and they would produce some of those artistic type things that we want to buy and bring back home for souvenirs. Nowadays, they are still making those things, but they're bringing them in as tradesmen and tradeswomen to have them sold there at the market. But I had a chance to speak with Jack Spurgeon, who is with Skip Maisel, about the Indian arts and crafts and all the things that they sell there at their store. Now, their website is skipmaisel.com, so I definitely want you to check that out as well. You can't buy things off of the website, so that means you've got to go out to Albuquerque and take a trip out there. And if you're going out there, hit me up and let me know that you're going because I might want to go back with you. I had such a fantastic time. Great food there, great art there, some really cool places to stay. We'll talk about that a little later in the show as well. But right now, I want to share with you my interview with Jack Sturgeon with Skip Maisel Indian Arts and Crafts. We are Skip Maisel's Indian Jewelry Arts and Crafts. Skip is the third generation to have this store. Uh, it's it's his business. It had gone out of business, and he reopened it in the late 70s. We buy directly from the Pueblos, the Navajos, the Apaches. We have all sorts of things, from jewelry to Navajo rugs, pottery, uh, and all kinds of arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. And you said you buy directly, so do you go on location there and buy from the artisans there? They all walk in the same doors that you walk in. We're much more of a trading post than it used to be. Back in the, the 40s when this place was first opened, it was much more of a um, assembly line factory where they would build things in the basement. There were over 300 craftspeople working here on things. But times change. Uh, now everyone builds it at home and then brings it in and sells it to us. Our primary business is other stores, but we are open to the public. Mm-hmm. Well, Skip's grandfather built this store in 1939, but he had several of them prior to this. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me a little bit about some of the artists that you said that you buy from, uh, you know, from the local artists. And are there certain ones that do certain things, like are there certain artists that only do jewelry and some maybe do pottery? It tends to be like that. An artist that makes jewelry typically doesn't get beyond that. Mm-hmm. But they, do, they will have more than one style of jewelry that mm-hmm. they make. Uh, but styles can also be um, traditional for the different Pueblo or the different peoples. Mm-hmm. Zuni jewelry is always very delicate. 
because Zuni people lived in a pueblo, which was a permanent dwelling, they could own more tools and manage to work the stones easier. Mm -hmm. Whereas Navajo typically built the silver around a stone, mm -hmm. never cut the stone. And is that because they did not have permanent dwellings? Did they move around more? Well, traditionally, Navajos were nomadic people. They mm -hmm. were shepherds and, and moved around quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't carry a lot of heavy tools to cut stones. Mm -hmm. And did everyone work in silver and turquoise? That's what people tend to think of when they think of uh, Native American jewelry. Well, silver wasn't available to them until the Spanish got here in the 1600s. Mm -hmm. The first silver that Indians worked with were coins that were brought from Spain. Mm. After the industrial age got here mm -hmm. and you could mine silver, then they started working with more local silver. So how did they sort that out? Did the Spaniards also teach them how to work with silver and how to melt it down or anything like that? Do you know? It was more about asking them to hammer something out of a uh, coin mm -hmm. and, and turn it into something for them. Okay, so it wasn't necessarily melting, it was more of a hammering. Right. Okay. And then the, the stones themselves, were they mined here? Well, traditionally they worked with all kinds of stones. They worked with turquoise, which was found here. Mm -hmm. They also worked with shells and corals, which weren't found here. They were traded for mm -hmm. uh, with coastal Indians. Now, fascinating. Like I said, when you go to Albuquerque, you definitely want to put this on your list of one of the places where you will want to stop and go shopping. And we have to take a break here, but when we come back, I'm going to pick it up again with Jack, talking some more about some of the other things that you can find and that you can see there. He told you a little bit about the history, but when we come back, I want him to share all of those different things that you can see and you can buy there, and a little bit about their significance in terms of tradition and culture of the Native American Pueblos and people that you'll find in that area. But now again, the show today is brought to you by the Sapelo Island Birdhouses. I want you to check out their website as well at sapeloislandbirdhouses.com. And if you're ready to make that vacation down to the Georgia coast, I don't see why you wouldn't be. So you want to give them a call at 912-223-6515. Go ahead and book that vacation because when you tell the kids that you're going to Sapelo, I can tell you what they're going to say. Are we there yet, mom? Are we there yet, dad? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? So it's a great place to go. They love the beach. They love all the nature, all the wildlife. You can actually go around in the morning and see what type of tracks you can find. Maybe deer, maybe raccoon, all kinds of things. So you guys sit tight. When we come back, we're going to finish talking with Jack Sturgeon with Skip Mesos in New Mexico. Back in a minute. 